it's time to give up. Get your ass up, throw your hands up and say, well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your recovery meeting on the air. Welcome to Sober in the City. Here's your sobriety assistant, Debbie Strand. Do you or someone you care about suffer from untreated alcoholism or addiction? Contact Believe Treatment Center now, 1-855-874-2354, or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com. Believe Treatment Center, we understand. I'm Debbie Strand, back with more Sober in the City, talking about how you can work a program of recovery and overcome your addictions, whatever they are. Drugs, alcohol, gambling, smoking, shopping, food addictions, they're all life issues that we experience too. Whether you're in recovery or not, whether you need recovery or not, we are here to get you help. Call us now, share your opinion, tell me if you stayed sober through the weekend, how you did, and if you didn't. 800-SOBER-05 and visit us at SoberInTheCity.com and listen live on the Sober in the City app for Apple and Android devices. You can hear this show and previous shows and share them with your friends. Give them to the sponsee. We'll talk to them all night for you. But right now, more about what did you mix? What illnesses did it produce? What substances are the hardest to get off of? And how will we ever stay sober? We'll answer that and more. I was reading an article. It talks about uh, one of the positive trends that is helping increase the acceptance of the medical approach to alcohol and drug addiction is the growing awareness that substance dependence is not a moral failure, but rather a chronic medical disease with similarities to other chronic medical diseases such as diabetes, hypertension, and asthma. It was only within the last 20 years that researchers began to realize that substance dependence is a brain disease, a medical condition that with neurobiological basis that causes lasting changes in the brain, changes that don't go away, sometimes for months or years, even after recovering patients stop. Alcohol and drugs can cause damage to the brain, to the structure and its functioning. For example, the brain's communication system is impaired by drug use, interfering with the way the nerve cells send, receive, and process information. Because addiction is a chronic disease, relapse is not only possible, for the majority, 40 to 60%, it is very likely to happen. Those are big numbers. But when we think about it as a disease, it takes on a little bit of a different light for me anyway. So other chronic illnesses such as diabetes, uh, they say people with type 1 diabetics, they are 30 to 50% of them are not sticking to their treatment plans. 50 to 70% of asthmatics are not changing their lifestyle and sticking to their medications. 50 to 70% of the people with high blood pressure are not taking their meds properly and changing their lifestyle. And we wonder why 40 to 60% of drug addicts and alcoholics relapse. We're all the same. We're not managing our diseases, whatever they are. Dr. Fortunato from Believe in the Palm Beaches, chime in on this. I think you hit the nail on the head. We are not managing our diseases. And we also, a lot of the time, don't have the education to manage our disease in a natural way. Because if we knew more about how we can help ourselves more naturally, such as diet, exercise, the proper nutrition, and some medication if it's necessary, absolutely, we can balance it out and we can be much more effective. Uh, but this takes education. It takes a lot of education to the out there and the public, unfortunately, is not educated that way. Tell us a little bit.
bit about how nutrition, what types of things could people who are new in recovery or people like myself, I've got a few years, I've been sober since 2004. What can I do? What is good for me? What steps do I need to take nutritionally to help maintain the best brain balance that I can? I would imagine that I'm still going through a healing process. Uh, you, pro- you may still be going through a healing process for sure. And don't forget, the body is dynamic, so it's always changing. And that's a good thing. But first of all, I think we have to get rid of and detox properly. Not detox in the sense that we reduce our drugs from four drugs to two, but detox <laughs> the whole body and clean the body. After we clean you out, which we do with a metabolic oxygenation unit, it helps clean the liver. The liver is the filter of the body. Um, that helps a great deal. Then we can also or simultaneously help with giving you the proper nutrition for the body so there is no deficiencies for all the problems that you cause by taking drugs. And also to the brain to balance the chemistry because there's been a lot of damage done there also. Talk to us a little bit more about this metabolic oxygenation. How did you say that? Oxygenation. Okay, what it is, it's a unit. Of, you know, there are only four of them in the country. And uh, what it does is help without invading the body, okay? We get to pump the blood from the leg up to the heart, which strengthens the heart, which is, which is what it originally was intended for but also cleans out the liver, lymphatic system, and the kidneys. It's not done in one treatment. It's done in a series of treatments, but it starts cleaning out the liver immediately, and the liver is your filtering mechanism of the body, and that's the organ that has to do with all your metabolism. So if we can clean that out, we are really accomplishing a great deal in terms of your sobriety. You talked about making sure that people are getting nutrition, what is not missing from the body to make sure nothing's missing. How do you identify what is missing nutritionally from someone's diet? I mean, obviously, uh, cigarettes, crack, and um, Red Bulls are not where it's at. Great question. First of all, that is an unbelievable question. And the reason it is is because you need to find out, honestly, and we can do this through blood tests, which organs are deficient, which ones are not acting normally under the paradigm of a, def- a nutrition uh, formula. As soon as we find out, let's say, that the pancreas isn't working properly or the liver or the adrenals or something like that, then we can nutritionally feed those areas. And it doesn't happen overnight because it's not about drugs. It's really all about good nutrition. That's what it's all about. So say perhaps somebody has a marker that shows that they're weak in their adrenal glands, because I feel like I was because I did so much cocaine that I feel like I drained those, like there was nothing left. Is that a possibility? What would I do to rejuvenate that area of my body? The adrenal glands, which, you know, handle the stress in the body, right, have to be rejuvenated nutritionally, okay? That's what has to be done. And... There's a lot of products that we give them depending on which is the most effective. You know, bee pollen is one of them, for instance. Uh, raw adrenal gland um, substances, vitamins, we give them. Uh, sometimes by just cleaning out the body, it takes the stress off the adrenals that can get back to normal on their own. So, you know, it all depends on what the patient needs. Sometimes it's combined with other organs because there are 
organs that are tied together. Uh, so we have to work on both of them. The point is, get it back to normal as much as we can. Now, some people have caused, you know, permanent damage that will never become totally okay. But most have not. Most really respond to these treatments and very nicely. I'm thinking about when you're talking about the adrenal glands that are dealing with stress. And we were talking about in our show last week about the... I think it's the P2000 brainwave, one of these brainwaves that deal with stress that's quite different from the normal people than the person with addictions. And I'm wondering if just that whole system in our bodies that deal with stress is a weakened system. Of course it's a weakened system. It's overtaxed because it really isn't stress. It's called distress. The body can deal with normal stress. It's when it's distress. Well, when you have to talk about brainwaves, you also have another factor involved, okay? And biofeedback can retrain the brain. There are other treatments. There are some treatments that we can stimulate the brain in different areas so it can produce more of the proper neurotransmitters. We can just give the neurotransmitters uh, to the body and it takes time, but they start to absorb and it helps the brain heal. Otherwise, it takes very long time for the brain to heal, very long. So I've heard that after like three months of not putting substances in your body, the brain even starts to heal. Yeah, it's, you know, I've heard lecturers give that kind of time. It starts to heal. It takes another six months or so. Uh, it's hard to know, honestly, how much time it's going to take. If you look at the big picture, we're looking to balance the neurotransmitters, which we can test here. And then we can take another test and we can see if they fall within the normal ranges. That's a good way of knowing because at least it's an objective test. Um, and subjectively, you know, we look at the patient's, you know, um, response. That's, you know, that's important. I think there's so much to it and it's so complex. Like the caller was talking about in our first segment that this young boy, every time he had tomatoes, he went into such a rage that they were bringing him for exorcisms, for God's sakes, and trying to find out what this one thing is that's affecting us so greatly. I mean, it's an, an awful lot to untwine. It is an awful lot. You need to have a systemized method of looking at it like Let's say your car's not working. Well, you just don't start throwing in gasoline or something else. You, you look at one thing at a time, and you start to fix what you find. And you fix one thing, you see the response, then you work on another, and then you work on another. You know, we have to look at the body as a total entity, and to do that, we have to fix one thing at a time sometimes. But if we add drugs in there, we have to understand that when we do do that, it has to be sort of a last type of effort that we have to utilize them. And some have to be on drugs the rest of their lives. But we're finding not, not nearly as much of thought. So if we can't find the source and we can't correct, eliminate, or adjust the source, then we've got to go back to that a symptom-based system and treat the symptom well, itself. Well, at that point, Debbie, it won't be symptom any longer. They will have gone to enough analysis mm -hmm. to know that there's a deficiency that's permanent. And we'll just have to figure out at that time what can be done. I see. And I've been through that process lately when I was finding out that I couldn't process flour anymore. 
And it was a process over two years of eliminating certain things from my diet and putting things back in, doing research, finding out what it possibly could be. And now I want to be clean with my food. I don't want to have wheat. I don't want to have dairy, sugar, or anything that turns to sugar. But I end up cheating on that all the time. And that's so ironic for me because I would never think about cheating on my program of staying clean drugs and alcohol. I wonder why that is. Well, why is that? The reason that is is because, um, you know, sugar is the number one uh, culprit in America. And, and the reason it is, it's not a drug, but it causes uh, its own kind of addiction because you end up craving it more because sugar overexcites the pancreas. Too much insulin, your energy is lower, so then therefore now you crave more sugar only to eventually exhaust the pancreas. And then guess what? We have some sort of diabetic problem going on as this occurs over several years. Well, you know, meanwhile, we have these cravings. And the way we do away with cravings like that is we recommend that the patient eat protein, a lot of protein. And they do away with bread. They do away with pasta. In the beginning, you may eat it once a week, but, you know, eventually you're going to cut yourself out of all those gluten-type and entities that produce sugar and turn into sugar into your body. Protein is a complex molecule. The body breaks it down much slower. It doesn't stress the body, and so therefore we don't get it. So last night, there's a picture on my Facebook of this giant ice cream cone I had covered with chocolate chips and M&Ms and a chocolate-covered cone. But the next morning, I got up and I had egg whites and, and turkey bacon, and I knew to return to the proteins. And <laughs> to have that cheat right. from time to time is one thing, but to make that a regular part of my diet, I can't do it. Right. And we recommend that they cheat one day a week. Oh, oh. good. Now I don't feel so guilty. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Usually it's Saturday night. Perfect. Perfect. That I did good. That I did good. We're going to bring in Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray, I... I can't say where Bobby Ray is from. I, I, For the most part, he resides in Tampa, Florida, but he's always all over the country. Bobby Ray, my resident wanderer, where are you now? I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, Bobby Ray, you're in Las Vegas. What are you doing in Vegas? Oh, well, I'm just doing a little bit of program work. I'll turn 61 here next week. I turned 60 here last year. Uh, Debbie, I want to say, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I agree with every single word that you read at the beginning of the program. And I also uh, really, really identify with what the doctor was talking about in several different things. Um, I would just love to have my liver oxygenated. Um, It's been my experience that uh, the people that are in 12-step recovery, and I've been in 55 areas of AA, NA, and CA now that the people that come in the rooms, you know, we come in with a lot of medical problems, but by getting clean and sober one day at a time, they overcome them problems. Like the doctor said, it doesn't happen overnight. But, you know, you look up six months, they're going to the gym, they're eating better. Uh, uh, I really feel the people in the, the rooms actually have a higher percentage of quitting smoking than those that are out, than normals. Um, I just feel that the uh, the health aspect of staying clean and sober are to our advantage more because the people start paying better attention, you know. Um, you see them doing a lot of different things, uh, especially eating right, exercising, sleeping better, and 
the stress aspect y'all was talking about, it all ties in together with the mental aspect of the disease. I mean, the less stress, the better you're going to feel. And I've seen this in thousands of people across the country. We do recover. But I really enjoyed what he said about that program and about being able to identify a specific problem. And I understand that some things you might not be cured from, but you can't control it. I'm I'm one of them guys that believes in a zero drug detox. Well, that's fine. Some people do need the drugs to <laughs> detox. People coming off of um, alcohol and people coming off of benzodiazepines, they do need assistance because they can go into seizures and it's quite dangerous. Yes, but can. yeah, but I never I I wasn't coming. Well, I did come off of alcohol in a really bad detox once in the shakes and craziness. But coming off of heroin, coming off of methadone, uh, all kinds of different pills, and of course cocaine. There's really not a detox, just a misery. <laughs> and yeah. I, n- I never used anything for that. I, I never went to detox or rehab. I'm I'm kind of old school. I got on a couch and sweated it out and did what I had to do. And that was dangerous. That yeah. was dangerous. I'm working with I'm working with two young girls here right now, trying to get off Suboxone, and the doctors are bringing them down slow, and they're feeling a whole lot better already. Uh, you know, I started drinking when I was 12 years old, and I went straight to the speed. And I did crystal meth for 38 years, and all the meth did was allow me to drink more. So I know I messed my head up, and but still, after nine years, it's a, it, that thinking, thinking has went away a little bit, you know, by just doing a few simple things. Um, I really feel that there's going to be a lot more medical help now with Obamacare. I see a lot of people signing up for it. You know, when we first when we first get sober, a lot of us don't have jobs or we don't have insurance. And I've, I've witnessed here in Vegas at the library of uh, people coming in, signing up, getting the insurance, and they're going to be able to get their medication, like for the blood pressure and everything. But I've seen a lot of people in the rooms actually be able to get off blood pressure through diet and exercise. I've seen a lot of people that take stock meds have been able to calm their mind by staying clean and sober and actually getting off the, off the stock meds a little bit. Uh, it's just a time thing. Uh, this program the doc was talking about though this sounds amazing i'm very very interested in that yeah well we want to get some more people down to believe here in florida it is a fantastic program i go there a couple of times a week and work with the kids and i say kids because they're younger than me for the most part most of the time but you know there are adults that go in there too and uh and the kids you know i say like under 26 i still call them kids But they're doing great there and they're turning their lives around and they're getting this broad spectrum of help. And I think it's it's awesome. Bobby Ray, I know you were hospitalized. We're, we're friends on Facebook. And I know you were hospitalized about a year ago. You were having blood pressure issues. Well, what happened, I was actually doing some yard work for a lady in the San Fernando Valley and passed out in her front yard. And just to people, please, sir, I went to the UCLA Medical Center at Allview Hospital in Stillmore. And they admitted me for four days. I had a blood pressure problem and didn't know about it. And uh, but then they told me what to do. And I think I'm, I'm taking the lowest possible dosage of meds right now. And um, I still smoke. So, you know, if I could probably just put the cigarettes down, then I probably would be able to get off the medicine. Um, I will say this. When I went back in this year for the dog bite, um, the last thing the doctor told me when they let me out, I was in their six days private room, which was kind of cool for a homeless guy with no insurance and no ID. He told me that my liver was in really, really, really good shape. And he said, Bobby, if you don't drink a drug, you're going to last a while because I've had hepatitis C since 1987 at least. 
what about trying to get off those cigarettes, Bobby? I mean, you're still getting nicotine. You're still managing feelings from uh, an outside substance. You know, when we get anxious, when we get uh, uh, concerned about something. I know all the different triggers for smoking. I, I smoke, too. I, I quit about four years ago. Well, I'm just going to do it because uh, I actually thought for a long time that the health system was going to kill me. Now that I know that, then I need to start doing some other progressive <laughs> health measures. And, uh, but the thing about the kids, uh, y'all working with down there in Florida, you know, I've got two home groups there in Brayton, just full of, full of youngsters. And, um, uh, and I'm just very, very interested in what the doctor was talking about, because this is something that, cause the, the people that are coming in the rooms are so much younger nowadays and they have such a, a chance to change their life around, but being able to identify them chemical imbalances and all the different issues that we have is just remarkable. So, Dr. Fortunato, do you want to talk a little bit more to Bobby Ray about that and how we can get those kids from Bradenton over here and get them some help? Sure, sure I do. Uh, whatever we can do to get the kids over here. But I also want to add this, Bobby, that, you know, you're 60 years old now. And yeah. we've been finding that uh, males that we have been taking care of, like over 30, you know, have been getting the greatest results, actually. We have been specializing in. They have certain concerns. Most of them still have families, and they want to get straight, and they want to get healthy. And we're finding that those people have the highest rate of success. What do you think about that? Um, I feel that's true. That's a very true statement, um, especially with the women, because when we, I see them come in the rooms, they're 40, 50 years old. They look like they're, they look like they're 100, and within three months or six months or nine months, uh, they always come back healthy first, but they ac actually start looking younger, you know, and they actually work a stronger program and they know that health is the issue and they put it a priority. You know, we make it a, they say our recovery is our responsibility and being responsible in recovery is taking care of these health issues. So y'all work with people that aren't just young. Y'all work with older people too. Right. We do. We do. Oh, okay. We do. And we, we, we look at that as a pleasure because, you know, let's be honest, uh, every doctor wants to see his patient well. And there is a certain kind of emotional satisfaction for the doctor that works, you know. So, yeah, we like that. We, we want that to happen. And we also realize that the young people also need a lot of help. And, you know, there's a lot going on there also. Just there's a lot going on, period. Well, the, the 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 main the main thing that was is so fascinating with me is that what y'all doing with the liver because so many people that's what we do we tear that liver up and uh, to be able to rejuvenate that thing you know I've I've got a lot of people on my Facebook page that have been cured of Hep C they're waiting on liver transplants they're still working the program uh, they're going in every three months um, you know I've had twenty three ladies. In the last three years, go through cancer treatment on my page. None of them have died. They've all recovered. Uh, but it all begins with us staying clean and sober. If we don't stay clean and sober, we're going to die. And um, But to be able for somebody to come in and get, get their liver done like that, that is just one of the most interesting things I've heard in recovery in a long time. Dr. I've been Fort to a lot of places. Dr. Fortunato, are there any statistics or any data on working with people with hep C? Because hepatitis C is rampant through the recovery uh, community. Not that I know of, honestly. Um, we are, we started a study uh, in our own clinic here. 
because we do have patients, and we're putting them through treatment, and we'll see later what, what it shows. I don't know. But still, if you're removing all the other toxins and all the other issues and the stress, taking that stress off the liver, then if it has that hepatitis C, then it could sustain itself longer because it doesn't have the other stressors. That's just common sense. Well, well, we're hoping so. But, you know, don't forget, hep C is a virus. And there are new treatments out for that. And um, Bobby Ray, you brought up um, Obamacare. Let's hope Obamacare can give those people with hep C this new treatment that's out, and it's supposedly uh, like a three-month treatment, and it's supposed to end it. Uh, now, I don't yes, know. Sir. Have- yes, sir. They, um, they also have a study in Duke University right now that's just one-shot treatment. Uh, the trial program has began. But I will say this. In being in a program nine years, I have not yet seen one person in recovery die from hep C that was clean and sober. I mean, it's just the, the liver will come back a little bit. We still have the virus, but it's like we're not activating it or something. Uh, the people up in Canada and Vancouver are doing exceptional work with help C, but just for somebody, uh, a lot of times the, the medicine will get you so sick it'll kill you. You know, it's just it's very toxic uh, treatment. Very toxic. But to be able, yeah, but to be able to clean that liver out of some other stuff in there besides the help C, you know, because we got we do a lot of stuff to our bodies, you know, drinking and drugging. But that liver, we tear it up. But that's yeah, absolutely true. And and I understand you know, about the oxygen. Yes, sir. You know, one thing at a time, and um, you know, just about strengthening up as much as you can and cleaning up. As much. That's really, honestly, the challenge. And look at the patient that way. Yes, it's true they may need twelve steps. Twelve steps. It's the best provable method that's helping people, so you can't deny it. It's a good treatment on the mental side, but we're going to have to really consider the physical side more. Bobby Ray, thank you for being here with us today. And Dr. Fortunato from Believe in the Palm Beaches, we so appreciate all your input on this stuff. When we come back, more about what did you mix? What illness did it produce? What substances are the hardest to get off of? And how will we ever stay sober? We'll answer that and more. 1-800-SOBER-05. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors who make this show possible. Maybe take a chance and call someone and ask them to be your sponsor if you haven't yet. We'll be right back. her job, loves her kids, bored with her husband, tired of the same old list of things to do. So when the to-dos have all been done, she sits down at the kitchen table, rolls herself a fat one. Smokes so sweet, fills the air She maybe ought to crack a window All she can do is stare at the paint That's been appealing off of the walls A couple of tubs and her troubles Don't seem all that tall You know life will let you down Sometimes the only way to get by is to get high. 
laughs out loud at who she used to be. The girl who'd look down on the woman's. Are you a suffering addict or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Let the Freedom From Addiction Foundation assist you with our acclaimed intervention and recovery coaching services. For a very affordable fee, we can set up and perform on-site interventions, ongoing treatment supervision, and personalized recovery and life coaching services. We are local, we are a nonprofit group, and we can work within your financial parameters by accepting most major credit cards and working with or without your insurance. Call today, 1-877-876-2329. Again, that's 1-877-876-2329. Are you a suffering addict or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Recovery starts with one phone call. Call the Freedom From Addiction Foundation today. 877-876-2329. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand. We understand you are struggling. That's why our treatment nourishes mind, body, and spirit. We understand that recovery works differently for everyone. That's why we design individual treatment programs specifically for you. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand that it's not easy. That's why we offer a comprehensive scope of services services including nutrition, massage, chiropractic, and aftercare for you and even for your family. Believe Treatment Center is a 12-step friendly, state-of-the-art facility located in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida. We are experts in all types of addiction and recovery, and we are proud sponsors of Sober in the City. To find out more about our program and how your insurance may cover your treatment, call us today at 1-855-874-2354. That's 855-874-2354. 1-855-874-2354. Or visit Believe Treatment Center.com. Believe Treatment Center. We understand.